Hi guys and welcome to the Emphatic Fanatics episode 6. Today it's it's not your normal introduction, it's myself Jordan introducing the podcast because today Theo has uh, sadly decided to take a holiday. Um, anyway, but he's he's got the okay from me and Luca and it's today it's just the two of us that are doing today's pod. So on today's pod, what are we talking about? Well, I'll let Luca introduce what we're talking about. Yeah, so basically today we're going to be, myself and Jordan, running through 11 players each who we think are underrated or undervalued uh, at the club. Some players that get overlooked sometimes. Um, yeah, that's that's what that's the basis of today. Yeah, that's definitely the case, Luca. We, there's a lot of players that get undervalued by certain uh, clubs, or not by their clubs themselves, but other supporters of other clubs think their players better than, than certain other players. And... I think there's some players that are uh, very much underappreciated um, in, t- in football today. Um, so it'll be interesting. We've picked 11 each, um, so an XI of 11 each. And what we'll do is we'll combine that um, into one team. So we'll pick players from, we'll pick certain players from Lucas' team, and we'll also pick players from my own team as well. And we'll we'll, we'll see how we can combine that to make one 11. Um, so yeah. So uh, what I'll do is I'll let Luca. Um, do you want to kick us off with our goalkeeper? Um, yeah. What goalkeeper have you chosen? So for my keeper, I've chosen Sevilla's Thomas Va- Vasklik. Vasklik. Oh, yeah, yeah, Vasklik. Yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, Czech, Czech Republic, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, he's he's 31, so he is. I think he has peaked. Um, but he, he's only valued at, at 13 million. Mm. So I think, and on his day, I've, I've saw many many pundits say that on his day, he's one of the best goalkeepers uh, in, in the world, Thomas Vasklik. So. I think for for my underrated eleven, Vasquez is in goal. Mm, yeah, he's 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 a good player because Sevilla's done okay this season in terms of yeah. sheets. They've not been the best, um, but they've definitely been obviously they're they're fourth in the league I think mm-hmm. uh, at the moment at the time of recording obviously. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, Sevilla's defence has been has been okay. Um, I think it's their attack that's got them to to, yeah, to fourth yeah. position uh, more than anything. But their, their defense has done their fair share. Uh, so yeah, that, that's definitely a good pick. Um, did you did you have any stats for him, or did you did you really look I, into? I didn't. I didn't get any. No. No. Well, what I've done is I, I've gone for um, the main man um, at PSG, and I've gone for Kaylor Navas. Um, yeah. So I think Kaylor Navas. He's played obviously the. The French league was cancelled um, this season with with obviously the the, the situation of the pandemic, um, but he did do okay. Uh, he's thirty three years old, so he is an older keeper. But people all know him from uh, his heroics with Costa Rica at the twenty fourteen World Cup. He got that big move from Levante to Real Madrid and got that big move, but he never really stapled his position um, and the Real Madrid first team, uh, obviously behind the likes of Iker Casillas at the time, as well as then. Um, I remember Diego Lopez was playing, which was weird. I yeah. remember he was getting picked over him, which was which was a strange one. And now, obviously, Thibaut Courtois uh, came yeah. in to to be the number one there. So he never really got his proper chance, I think, at Real Madrid. And I think that was quite a shame for him. But he's done really well at PSG this year. He's, he moved to the French capital um, and he only conceded 18 goals throughout the league. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I felt he did really well. Eleven clean sheets as well uh, in that time. So 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 good tally. And even though you're at the biggest club in France, you've still got to have a good goalkeeper in net. Yeah. Um, and I think he's really doing well with. 30, he joined for uh, approximately thirteen and a half million from Real Madrid. 
Um, and that's a really good deal, considering you get some goalkeepers that cost 80 million in Kepa. Um, yeah. I think it just shows you getting a bargain of a keeper, even at an older age. Uh, it just proves how how vital that is. Um, so I think PSG would be silly to look for another goalkeeper. Obviously, there is young goalkeepers that have been touted. Uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma um, he's yeah. been, has been linked, and uh, Thomas Rakosha as well um, from Lazio. I think I've seen his name uh, banded about as well. And even though they are good players, that looking at Gianluigi Donnarumma, he's played 29 times this season for AC Milan and has only got 12 clean sheets, so only one clean sheet more in uh, around about eight more games. Um, so it just shows you, if you're going to go and buy a goalkeeper, you're going to have to spend probably 70 million for someone like Donnarumma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've got a fairly good keeper in Kaylor Navas. So if, if I was PSG, I wouldn't be looking to replace Navas just yet. Um, maybe in a few years, you might want to move into a different era. Um, but I think you'd be silly to replace them. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my pick for goalkeeper. But what do you think, Luca? Do you think we're going to go for? Do you want to go for Vaslik, or are you happy to go with Navas? I what think you, I think Navas is is a, think, is a better shout. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I think so. I think um, considering that they've obviously PSG won the title. I mean, it was un- unfortunate because obviously the season was cancelled. But I think they were pretty yeah. much pretty much guaranteed to win it because they are PSG. Um, so yeah, I think I think Navas is a good shout for our yeah, goalkeeper. Definitely, definitely, that's fine. Um, so I'll kick it off with a right back then. Um, so I've gone for Atalanta's Hans Hattabor, um, the Dutch right back, uh, yeah. who can also play at right mid. Um, so the reason I've gone for Hattabor, I thought about going for Seamus Coleman uh, from Everton, but oh, yeah. I think uh, Coleman, he's not played in. Well, they've kind of played sim- like similar games. Um, but I felt with Coleman, I, t- I just felt the stats weren't as good as, as Hattabor's. Um, so I looked at Hattabor, he's played 22 games in um, this season uh, in the Serie A. He's also had, or in 36 in all competitions, sorry. Uh, he can play right mid and right wing backs, can play a variety of roles. He's 26, so he's still at the prime of his game. He's only got 10 yellow cards, um, which is, isn't too bad. Um, he's got zero yeah. red cards, so it's not too bad. A disciplinary record. He scored two and five assists as well. He's got a good passing percentage at eighty-four percent passing successful passes, and also just under one aerial duel um, as a right back as well. Um, and he's also got good tackle numbers: one point two tackles per game, zero point nine clearances. Uh, can also dribble with the ball, and he's also got really good key passes actually at one point three key passes. So yeah. from from the right hand side, he's done really well. And yeah, he's got good players in front of him, which I've got one in my team later on from Atalanta um, that I was going to mention, but I'll leave that for later. But he's got other good players ahead of him uh, that he can rely upon. I think he's better at a right back than a right mid. I don't think his um, crosses aren't very good at them, isn't as high as they probably could be. Um, So he could improve in areas of his game, but I think he's not talked about as much, um, especially in the national team. Um, being mm. Dutch, you've got Denzel Dumfries in front of you, yeah, yeah. Um, a few other players that are mentioned above above Hattabor. But I definitely think he's a good squad player for someone uh, like the Netherlands to bring in, and he can play a variety of roles. Very, It's very good to have a player that can uh, interchange throughout the team, um, yeah. and I definitely think Hattabor is that, that guy to do that. So, um, yeah, he's my shout for right-back. Uh, what about yourself? Who have you got? Yeah, so... It's it's a bit of a weird one because he's not really underrated um, in terms of sort of the whole wide variety of football. But I've gone for Ashraf Hakimi 
because he's not as much underrated, but he's over he's overlooked sometimes because the Dortmund side they've got Sancho, they've got Haaland, you know, yeah. they've got all these big name players, and he he gets overlooked um, a lot sometimes. Yeah, uh, he's he's twenty one. He's uh, and he is he's quickly showing signs to be one of the best right backs uh, slash right wing backs in the world. Um, he's played fifty four games for Dortmund uh, whilst on loan from from Madrid, obviously. It's been sold to Inter now, but um, in in that time he, he scored seven, uh, got fourteen assists in the Bundesliga and four goals and three assists in the Champions League. But so from from the from the right hand side, sort of more right wing back. That's that's a good. That's not a bad return. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I said, uh, recently signed with Inter for thirty six million, mm-hmm. uh, and and that could that could turn out to be a a very good very good buy for Inter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think that's the thing. I think when he when Real Madrid selling him. I'm I'm really surprised that uh, maybe he didn't want to go to Dortmund, but um, maybe that's the reason he didn't. Maybe Dortmund didn't get him. But I can I would love to if um, if Dortmund had got him um, yeah. off Real Madrid. And I'm surprised Real Madrid, Real Madrid really are quite silly. I think I, I do rate Danny Carvajal, and I think he's a good player. But Ashraf Hakimi is the next generation of right backs. Yeah. He, yeah. he can attack, he can score, and yeah, I I think he's a class player. Whether he's undervalued, that's the only thing I would say here. But yeah. I'm happy to go for him um, because he is better than Hatabor in terms of like ability. And I do think he does. I think there is other right backs that get much more praise. Adam Wambasaka gets yeah, a lot yeah. of praise, and he is very good. Adam Wambasaka, don't get me wrong, but I think Hakimi's in terms of attacking ability is much better at attacking. I think mm-hmm. Wambasaka is a better defender than Hakimi, but I do think Hakimi gets looked over in terms of some other players out there. Um, so yeah, I'll 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 give you that. I'll give Ashraf Hakim, and we'll 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 go for him at right back. I think. Solid, yeah. That's fine. I'll let you kick it off with the first centre back then as well, Luca. Yeah. So my first centre back, it might might be a bit of a weird one, but I've gone for Jan Vertonghen. Um, he's he has been vital to Spurs for eight years, uh, and he has one of the most valuable assets for a centre back. He's left footed. Which means he can also play left back, uh, which he has a number of number of times. Um, he is 33 now, so he is. I think he is past his prime, but he's been a part of a Spurs team now that they don't really seem to be sort of going anywhere. Um, and I think he he has been he has to be in contention though for for one of the the best centre backs in recent years in the Prem. He's, he's captain captain Ajax formerly, captain the Belgian national side, captain Spurs. So yeah, I think I do, I do think he gets overlooked a lot, but mainly because there's this whole thing surrounding Tottenham. Oh, they always bottle it, Tottenham, typical Tottenham. But when when Vertonghen is at his prime, he's very hard to get past. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. I think Vertonghen, he's obviously come to the end of his career now. I'd say, uh, th- is he 37? Did you say? Or- 33, sorry. 33, all oh, right. Okay, he's younger than... Well, he's slightly younger than I thought. I was putting him at much older, four, four years older. That, that's I don't know where I've got that age from, but um, maybe it's because I just think he's he's getting older. I think maybe yeah, he's older yeah. than he is. Um, yeah, I think Van, Jan Vertonghen, uh, he's been a solid partner for Toby Alderweireld as well. Um, and I think when he moves on from Spurs this season, because I think he's out of contract um, mm-hmm. at the end of the season, um, it'll It'll be interesting to see where he goes. Where he goes, it'll be interesting. I think, obviously, Inter Milan, I think, obviously, have had that um, in the past that they've always gone for older centre-backs and Serie A's probably where he'll go. Um, but I, d- I think Antonio Conte is changing his ways at Inter Milan, so I don't, I don't think he'll go there, um, especially with um, Bastoni there 
Um, and obviously Godin's came in and he's he, he's an older uh, figurehead as well and he's he's not really played that much this season. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I think he, I think Jan Vertonghen will go to um, Syria, but where do you go? Well, don't know. But we'll see what happens. I think I think it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, but yeah, that's a good check. What I was thinking for the centre backs, look, I think what we'll do is we'll say our four centre backs, um, and then we'll we'll decide on two of them. Um, okay. I think I think we say all four, and then we we come back to that. So my first centre back that I was thinking is Matt Hummels. Um, so Borussia Dortmund's Matt Hummels, thirty-one years old. He's get he's, he is getting older, but he's played a total of forty-three games. So he's played on almost every single game. Um, yeah. in all competitions, thirty-one in the Bundesliga um, so quite a lot he's got one goal uh, so not that many goals but he is a centre back and he's got eight yellow cards and one red card so his discipline record's not not amazing but it's not bad for a centre back um, for, for that he's got 87% uh, passing percentage successful passes and the reason I've picked him is it, I'll, I'll go through some of his stats as well in a bit but the reason I've gone from that someone's I think he was very much when he went back to Dortmund I think they were like oh they're just getting him from Bayern again he's not going to be the same player and I yeah. think I think he's proven everyone wrong he joined again obviously I think Dortmund sold him in I think it was 16-17 or 15-16 I'm not sure exactly when they sold him to Bayern in the first place but they sold him for 30 odd million and they got him back for 28 I think it was 28 million mm. so I think that's a really good good deal uh, and he's really shored up the defence he's, he's Obviously helped Dortmund with their uh, title challenge this year. Obviously, they fell at the last hurdle again. Yeah. That's what Dortmund usually do. They do fall uh, down at the last hurdle. But he has really shored up the defence alongside uh, Akanji and Piszczek and also Zagadou as well when, he's, when he was fit. Uh, in terms of stats, Hummels has got 2.7 aerial duels won, uh, 1.9 tackles uh, and 2.3 interceptions. So he's coming out of defence to win the uh, possession back for Dortmund. He's got less than one foul per match. So even though I said about obviously eight yellow cards and one red card, it's not that bad in terms of making uh, challenges. He's probably he's winning the ball more than he's not. So I think that's really good. He's got 3.5 clearances and 3.9 long balls as well. And I was looking at terms of clean sheets for Dortmund. Berkey um, has got 13 clean sheets this season. So I think Hummels will be around about that as well um, yeah. in terms of clean sheets uh, because they've played a similar amount of games. Also, I would say that he's offered quite a lot to the Dortmund experience. And I know they sold uh, the likes of Abdou Diallo to PSG. And a lot of people were questioning why they sold him for that money uh, for, for a cheap fee. Um, but they've brought in Hummels, uh, who is older, but has offered quite a lot, I think. Um, yeah. So I, de I definitely think I would, I would definitely want Hummels in this team. Um, to, to be a leader in that team. And I think, I think he's definitely uh, overlooked a lot, a lot in today's um, football world because of his age, one, one of his age and two, he's, he's come from two different clubs over that, that period of years. So the, I think he was overlooked um, quite a lot uh, this season when he joined Dortmund. Um, anyway, on, on to my second one uh, in terms of centre-back. So I'm going to, I would put alongside Hummels, uh, Stefan de Vrij uh, from Inter Milan. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I've looked at Stefan de Vrij is because of the links with Milian Skriniar um, lately. Uh, Milian Skriniar has been linked with a whole host of clubs, especially the two Manchester clubs, Manchester United and Manchester City. Um, I think I've seen today Manchester City are in pole position um, with a switch, I think, with Gabby Jesus um, oh, really? was, was supposedly uh, the, the paper talk. Again, it's not it, it's paper talk. 
Um, yeah. But yeah. they they have shown an interest in Skriniar before. And I think even though Skriniar is a good player, De Fry does get looked over. So in terms of stats, De Fry's played 36 games this year uh, with three goals and four assists. So a very good tally for a centre-back um, in terms of coming in for for corners um, and four assists are pretty good and must be doing quite a lot of long balls. But when you've got the likes of Lataro Martinez up front and Romelu Lukaku um, who bang in goals, uh, yeah. you're definitely going to get a couple of assists uh, from your long balls. In terms of passing accuracy, 91% successful passes and that's 55 passes per match. So it's, it's definitely a decent average in terms of passes. Uh, Skinner has done slightly better in that aspect. He's got uh, about 90% with uh, 63 passes per game, um, but very similar in terms of centre-backs. De Fry has also made 2.7 long balls, as I was saying. He was he got them assists compared to Skriniar's 3.9. Um, so slightly less in terms of uh, pinging the ball forward for the strikers, but he is better in terms of clearances. Uh, he's got 3.6 clearances to uh, Skriniar's 2.8. Uh, so he's slightly better in that area. They're, they're, they're both kind of quite similar um, in terms of st- statistics. And when Skinner's getting linked with £50 million moves, no one's really mentioning uh, the work of Stefan Fly. He's also got good tackle numbers, 1.2 uh, tackles per match and 1.7 interceptions. And again, a very good disciplinary record with only six yellow cards um, and zero red cards in, in terms of that being in Syria itself. So I think he's done really well. Also, aerial duels, he's in he's winning 1.9 per match as well. Um, so he's definitely winning quite a lot in the air against top top strikers uh, that have done really well, like Sifchirio Mobley, as he's had to uh, face at Lazio and Ilicic at Atalanta as well. So he's done really well. Uh, also, I would say with uh, he's at twenty, he's twenty eight years old, and I think he will. He hasn't got much growth to do, um, unlike Skriniar, who's twenty five years old. But in terms of, I would say, ability alongside, if if you put him alongside a younger defender, with if Skriniar leaves, Bastoni will come in, and I think he'll really help uh, the younger defenders in there because he's a solid presence. So if I was Inter Milan, I wouldn't be too uh, worried if I sold Skriniar because you can improve the team with that 50 million and you've got already a top defender uh, in De Vrij in there. And I think also in terms of national team, he'll be playing alongside a, a young Matthias De Ligt as well. So he'll, he, I think, I really look at this uh, Dutch side and I think they can go places as well with a top, with a really good defence uh, and a top attack in front of them as well. So I definitely think Stefan De Vrij is worthy of a mention here. But who have you gone for um, in terms of your Centre back, your second centre back. Yeah, so I've gone for another another Prem player actually, uh, Kaglo Soyunku, Leicester Turkish yeah. Leicester centre back. Yeah. Um, he's played thirty four games uh, this season, so so nearly uh, all of. Or is that is that all? Of them? What's that? I'm not What's sure. that? What did you mention there? He's played thirty four games in the Prem this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that is. So I that'll think... be. It'll be two games less than. What you could have yeah. played. So obviously a, a vital part well, for the. Well, actually, the, the prem season's not finished, so I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Exactly. Prem, yeah, that's true. Prem season's not finished, then he might. He might end up playing all the games for Leicester. You never yeah. know. Well, yeah. Um, he scored. He scored one. Got one assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, four yellow cards. Actually, he, he can't play all of them because he got sent off. Uh, oh, last did he? Game. Right. Okay. So yeah. So, so, uh, so he's not he definitely not going to play all of them. But oh well, that's a decent tally anyway. Thirty-four games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he was he signed from Freiburg. Uh, obviously, coming in, no, nobody really knew who he was. Came into 
the best the best league in the world to uh, the, the a team that has won the league. So there was there might have been quite a bit of pressure uh, on Soyuncu coming in, but I think he sh- he showed up that defence, uh, the likes of Chilwell beside him uh, on the left, and it seemed Leicester in in fourth place at the moment. So I think Kagbo Soyuncu definitely does get overlooked. Um, yeah, he's he's a quality quality defender, very very physical, uh, and likes likes to get up to win win tackles. Uh, win headers, sorry, wins tackles as well. So yeah, I think Kaglo Sirenku, um in at the in at the centre back position would be a good shout. Yeah, that's definitely a good shout. Look, he's he, he was in team of the season, wasn't he this year? Um, I think yeah, he was I think so, team yeah. of the season as well. So that really shows. I think he has got a bit of praise. Um, but I'm definitely happy to. I think I would go out of. We'll go for one each. I think. Um, so I'll pick I'll pick one for you, and you can pick my one. Um, so I'll pick Sionku for you. Um, in terms of playing in defence, but who would you pick out of Hummels and De Fly? Who would you who would you go for? I think it's got to be Matt Matt Hummels. Matt, Matt Hummels. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the thing. I I, I think De Fly is definitely worthy of a mention because of all this chatter with um yeah yeah with with Skriniar. and I think De Fly does get overlooked. But I'm happy to go uh, for Matt Hummels and Sionku. I think that's a that, that's a good two two picks there. So we'll go Matt Hummels in our eleven with. Kaglia Sionku as well. That's fine. Anyway, um, I'll let you kick it off with left-back then. Uh, who have you gone at left-back? So, for my left-back, I've gone with Nicolas Tagliafico, uh, the Ajax full-back. And to be honest, I'm, I'm quite surprised that he hasn't been picked up by a, a top a team from the top league yet. He's <laughs> been a vital part of Ajax for three years. Um, obviously, part of that amazing Ajax team, De Jong, De Ligt, Ziyech and Tadic. Uh, when they they made it to the semis of the uh, the Champions League, yeah, um, he's 27, so he's, he's he's got a few seasons left in him, and he's valued at 25 million, which in my opinion is is a very good price for for what I believe is a top notch left back uh, in Nicolas Tagliafico. Also plays for the um, the national side Argentina, so yeah, I think Nicolas Tagliafico does get overlooked. Um, I, I haven't really heard much much about him recently, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing when when Ajax did reach. I, I remember. I I think I'd known. Well, I'd known about Tagliafico before uh, Ajax's run in the Champions League. I, I knew a wee bit about him. Uh, I'd watched him a couple couple of times uh, before then. Um, but with players getting picked up from Ajax, obviously Delict and uh, Dion got picked up, and I think obviously Zayic is going to Chelsea. Uh, yeah. So I think that Inter Milan side is kind of breaking apart. Oh, not Inter Milan. What am I on about? Ajax side. <laughs> uh-huh. It is 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 falling apart um, a wee bit now. Uh, so I think it is the right time probably for him to move on. Uh, where he goes, I, it'll be interesting to see uh, because there is a lot of clubs. Man United need a left back. Uh, so definitely, definitely an option for someone like them uh, for a solid for, for a solid choice. But. Uh, I'll be interested to see where Tagliafico goes, but yeah, that was definitely a good shout there, Luca. Um, but I think I've got someone that can challenge him, uh, yeah. someone that I think is more undervalued than Tagliafico, and I've gone for Athletic Bilbao's Yuri Berchiche. Uh So yeah. I've gone for Yuri because he's 30 years old. Uh, he's played all game, well, he's 35 games, all competitions this year. Uh, he's got six goals and three assists um, in them competitions. Uh, so decent tally in terms of well goals is definitely a decent tally probably could be slightly higher on assists but uh, for a team uh, around about in the top top 10 I think that's quite a good tally to have uh, he's also uh, decent in terms of his 
uh, well, as, as I said, decent in terms of his, his scoring ability, but could slightly produce more for his teammates. But hopefully we'll see a slight increase um, because the, the season's not finished yet. Maybe we might see him get a few more assists. Um, the reason I went for him is Bilbao have been the third best defence uh, in, in La Liga behind the two Madrid sides, uh, behind Atletico and Real. Uh, I think all five of, five of the defence actually deserve uh, credit for how good they've been. Uh, they've got Unai Simon in goals, who I think has been fantastic. Uh, really taking that mantle off Kepa since he left uh, with Yerai and Inigo Martinez and a f- fellow fullback as well, Ander Kappa as well. He's done really well and I was, I was tempted to go for him um, as an option for right, as my, my shout out for right back. But I decided to, to not go for uh, the two Bilbao players. I decided to just go for Yuri himself. Um, in terms of stats, 1.5 tackles per match, uh, 0.9 interceptions. And it's very similar to what Kappa has uh, in terms of in terms of tackles and interceptions. I think Kappa's got better tackle numbers, but Yuri's got the better interception numbers. So I think it's it's quite similar in terms of clearances. 1.7 clearances. He's also uh, got 1.3 dribbles. But what I what I've watched of Yuri um, is that he he likes to run past his left winger. Um, so Enrico Cordoba, who's a very young left winger, uh, athletic Bilbao. Uh, as I think has really uh, flourished because he's had someone like Yuri behind him uh, who can offer the support down the down the flank with also knowing that Yuri is there to cover um, if 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 he makes a mistake. Um, he's also got 81% uh, successful passes uh, per match with 2.5 long balls as well and over one shot per game. His crosses are only 0.6, as I said, his, his assists could be better. So uh, maybe if we see his crosses improve, he might get some more assists. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how, how he can improve there. He's 30 years old, so I think he has still got three or four years at the top level. Uh, and I think we'll, 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 we'll see a, a good side um, in Athletic Bilbao. And I think with him, we can still grow. Well, well I think Athletic Bilbao can still grow uh, as a team uh, with, with him at left back. Uh, so I definitely think he's definitely worthy of consideration. Uh, so who, who who do you want to go for? You, you, you want I think to... Yuri, I think. You yeah. think Yuri? Yeah. yeah. I, I think Yuri, the reason I think Yuri is because I think he's less less talked about. Yeah, I don't exactly. think he gets much, yeah. much credit. I think a lot of the uh, players in La Liga like Renan Lodi gets a lot of credit mm-hmm. for his uh, season at um, Atletico Madrid. He's done really well, the young Brazilian. But I think Yuri gets overlooked a lot. I remember when he was at PSG uh, and Bilbao took him. I, I didn't even know he was Basque. <laughs> That's the funny thing. I didn't even know he, he was Basque. And I was like, oh, right, he's he's joined Bilbao. Uh, and I think that's the thing. I, I think he's done really well since coming in from PSG to, to help um, Bilbao grow into a better team. I remember they had yeah. Mikel Balenciaga beforehand, and he was yeah. a good player. He was a decent enough player, but I think Yuri has really taken uh, Bilbao's that that position his own, um, and has really improved them. Uh, so yeah, I think Yuri's definitely definitely worthy of the shout here. Yeah. So we'll put him as our left back. So Yuri, you're in at left back, mate, for our team. Anyway, are you playing a four-three-three? Just to just to clarify, yeah, look at, yeah you're go, you're going for a four-three-three. That that's fine. I, I thought that's what you're going for. You'd go for yourself. So I, I've gone for that. Uh, as well um so who have you gone as your defensive midfielder then or like are you playing a defensive midfielder or I'm, I'm sort of playing three center mids right three center mids yeah okay. Sol- yeah three. no problem so for the for the first center mid um i've gone with frank yannick kessie the 23 oh, okay. year old yeah. center mid for ac milan 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's been at Milan for around two years, and there's no doubt he's been a vital, vital part of the squad, and will 100% have have a main role in in the ongoing rebuild of of AC Milan at the moment. Uh, he's a he's mainly a defensive centre mid, but he's very physical, mm-hmm. um, and he can pass extremely well. He's got a pass rate of 89%, uh, which is v- very, very good for That's a centre mid. That's very good, yeah. Um, and and the, the crazy thing is, uh, according to transfer market, he's, he's only valued at um, 18 million. Mm. Uh, but I, I doubt I doubt uh, uh, Milan will be wanting to sell him anytime soon. Um, yeah, but a very good, very good all-round centre mid, and only 23, so we've got a lot left in him. So I've I've gone with Kessie. Yeah. I think a lot of teams have been linked with him actually. I think Tottenham were linked with taking him at one point, uh, but I don't know how many. I think it might have been a year ago or so. Um, but he was linked away, I think. And mm-hmm. I think Milan, if you give Milan a decent offer, I think they're taking it um, because that's what Milan do. They always sell their, their players uh, if they can get it. About th- I think if you gave them 30 million for Frank Kessie, I think they'd take it because yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what Milan do. I think that's uh, a bargain to be fair. It is a bargain. In today's market, that's a bargain. Anyone says anything different, obviously, we all know that the money spent in today's uh, transfer, mar- transfer market is ridiculous. Yeah. But if you can get a player, um, what age did you say he was? 23. He's 23. So he's, he's even before his prime. Uh, yeah. If you can get a player for 30 million, um, he's definitely worth worth a shot. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely a decent shout there, um, Luca. We'll go through all our centre midfielders because we're, okay. we've kind of picked our centre midfielders and we'll pick three out of our six uh, who to go in. So I've gone with, I think, an obvi- maybe an obvious choice, uh, but I've gone for Jordan Henderson, um, so yeah. Liverpool's captain. I think he definitely deserves a lot of credit. I, I, I personally feel a lot of people undervalue Jordan Henderson's contribution. I think people are going, oh, he's just a he just passes the ball. That's all he does. He just passes yeah. short passes. That's all he does. And he just gives it to the, the full backs and the, the, the front three as well. I think mm-hmm. that's all, the, I think that's all people think he does, but he does a lot more actually. Um, in my opinion, he's a proper athlete. Um, he's 30, he's 30, he's 30 years old. Uh, so he, he is getting a bit older now, but in terms of uh, how athletic he is, he's really, really athletic. Uh, in terms of goals and contributions, four goals and five assists. So that's not too bad from a central yeah, midfielder's good, point yeah. of view. Um, I think that's very good for a central mid- uh, It's not very, very good, but it's decent enough for a central yeah. midfielder. And is he's the captain as well. So he's got a lot of uh, responsibility. And I think if Jurgen Klopp didn't trust him, he wouldn't have made him captain. So I think that just shows you how vital he is in this Liverpool team in terms of winning the league as well. Um, he could, Klopp could have easily made uh, Van Dijk captain when he came in. He could have easily yeah. made a bunch of other people captain, uh, but he's he's got he's stuck with his man and he's gone for Henderson. In terms of passing percentage, we said that he's a he's a good uh, solid passer. Maybe he passes short more times than long, but in terms of passing percentage, eighty four percent successful passing. Um, so I think that's very good. And we're saying that he passes short, but four point one long balls. So he's actually putting the ball forward um, and at a good, uh, successful rate. In terms of tackles, 2.1 tackles per match. So it's very good for a central midfielder. 1.1 interceptions, 1.1 dribbles, and just under one key pass per game as well. Um, so and it, I, I think that's a very good supply uh, for people like Mane, Salah, and Firmino as well. Um, mm. I think that's good for them to run onto like that, that them four long balls per match, um, running onto that. I don't think you could ask much more of someone. Um, and I think you'd be paying a, a lot more money uh, for probably the same output 
if you if you were try, trying to replace someone like Henderson, uh, I think I think that just shows you. He's also got zero point seven shots per game, so he's he's just under one shot per game. He's getting. Yeah. He, he likes the long shot as well, so I think he's he's a really good player. And for bringing him in, I, they brought him in when he was twenty one from Sunderland. Um, so my, my my team, so he's a he's a northeast lad. So I I, I always uh, look at Jordan Henderson and see where he comes where he's come from uh, from that scrawny lad from from the northeast um, to see him grow into a Champions League winner and now a Premier League winner. It yeah. just shows you how well he's done uh, in his career. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think he's worthy of a shout here. So I'll go into my second player actually because yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go for it and then I'll I'll pass it to you for a second player. So I've I've gone from my other central midfielders. Um, I've looked at Mateo Kovacic from Chelsea, and I definitely think he's um, a very good player in terms of ball progression. I think that's where he he excels most. He's not got the best in terms of goals numbers. He's only got two goals and three assists. So you might look at that and go, oh, what's he what's he actually um, providing the Chelsea team with? But I think this ball progression, if you look at it, he's the sixth best in the league. In terms of yeah. ball progression, in terms of dribble numbers, um, 2.9 dribbles per match, uh, which is, as I said, the sixth best. He's behind only uh, Adama Traore, Wilfred Zaha, Alan Sant Maximum, Emi Bundia, and Dwight McNeil, which all of them players are either, well, obviously, Bundia's a centre attacking midfielder, but the, the rest of them four are wingers. Yeah. So yeah. he's the best in terms of central midfield at pushing the ball forward and dribbling through the team. And I, I think that's really good to see in terms of successful passing 89 percent a successful passing percentage in terms of key passes 1.1 key passes per match and 58 passes per match as an average in terms of long balls 2.7 long balls as well so i think the team that frank lampard's uh, building here for next season with Werner, zayic um and obviously players already there hudson adoy tammy abraham uh, already there and uh, pulisic as well uh, yeah. i think i think He's really building a team that I think will challenge for the title next year. I think they're going to be in with a shout, with with especially with obviously Werner, how well he's done at Leipzig. Um, so I think I think Mateo Kovacic will really uh, be part of that team uh, to to push Chelsea on. Uh, also, not to f- forget his defensive stats as well: 1.8 tackles per match as well. So he's doing his fair share of defending alongside Ingolo, the great well, the great player that is Ingolo Kante as well. Um, so he's, he's doing really well in terms of his defensive work. He's not uh, just uh, running run, running with the ball. He's also coming back to, to take it off opposition. Um, and I think, he, I think again, we were talking about earlier, Luca, about Real Madrid and selling their, their talented players. They sold Kovacic for 40 million to yeah. Chelsea. And, and I think it just proves that they need to replace Luka Modric now. And I mm. think it just shows you how good Mateo Kovacic would have been for Real Madrid if they hadn't sold him because they're going to have to go and spend 70 million now to replace Modric yeah. I think yeah. and I think Mateo Kovacic is definitely worthy of the shout in our team um, but what? who have you gone for as well have you gone for uh, anyone else or anyone so, different yeah so I've gone for a Frenchman uh, Christopher yeah. Nkunku the oh, Leipzig yeah. okay interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, currently playing for Leipzig uh, obviously was bought from PSG yeah. uh, he's only 22 but mm-hmm. he's the, his stats, um, he's played 32, 32 times this season, uh, got five goals and 13 assists from centre mid, which mm-hmm. is it's extremely yeah, good. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. Yeah, just shows like 
he's a, he's a box-to-box sort of sort of player. Um, came through the PSG academy, uh, bought by Leipzig in 2019, and he, he is fastly, rapidly turning into a, a very, very good all-rounded centre mid. Um, I, I doubt. I doubt Leipzig will be able to keep hold of him, to be honest, because he is a, a very big talent. I think he was linked to to some some Prem clubs earlier in the season. Yeah, but he was. Yeah. Yeah, and Kunku, I think he is he is overlooked. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely, he's a top player. And actually, strangely enough, um, I had looked at Nkunku, um as my other choice, as my attacking choice in my team, because I've went for his teammate in Marcel Sabitzer, um, ah, and I've yeah. I've mentioned Marcel Sabitzer before because I think he's done really well. He's 26 years old, so he's, he's prime of his career. He, I think a lot of players at Leipzig, I think, are getting overlooked right now in terms of their mm-hmm. midfield, especially because of how well Werner has done yeah. and how well uh, their centre-backs have done as well. Their, their centre-backs, obviously, Upamakano, uh, Kanati, um, and Mukele as well. He, he gets a lot of credit as well. And I don't think the, the midfield get enough... Um, Enough mention. Uh, so Sabitzer's got played 42 games this season, 16 goals and nine assists. Um, so I think in terms of uh, quite similar in terms of uh, Nkunku as well, because Nkunku's got uh, less goals than Sabitzer, but he's got more assists. So they're quite actually quite similar um, in terms of the other way around. If you're if you're flipping the goals and the assists around, I think they're quite similar. Um, but in terms of Sabitzer, 2.2 shots per game uh, with 1.8 key passes. Is the only downfall in his game is his successful passes. He only gets seventy-eight percent successful passes, which is okay. It's not mm-hmm. bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not amazing compared to to some of the other players out there. In terms of his passes passes per match, he gets forty-five per match with two point three long balls as well. The only other thing I would say about Sabitzer is that he doesn't dribble enough. He's only got zero point five dribbles per match, so less than one per game. Uh, so he's only getting one per two games, uh, really. If you're looking at that in terms of st- statistics. And I would say that the Frenchman that you mentioned in Christopher Nkunku, uh, I do think Nkunku gets mentioned more, uh, but that's because mm-hmm. he's younger. But yeah. I would definitely pick Nkunku over Sabitzer, just because I think in terms of his assist numbers being slightly higher, I think it's I think it's harder to create a chance than score a goal. I think yeah. that's how I'm looking at it. Uh, so I think I would go Nkunku out of the two but for the other two players in terms of the other two players so we've gone in Kunku we'll go for Nkunku as our attacking player but for the other four players mentioned so we had Kovacic we had Henderson we had uh, Kessie and who did we have as well who was your other player um, uh, I haven't I haven't said him yet oh haven't you not said him oh, alright okay. sorry alright all right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you move on to your, your other player yeah we'll, yeah we'll, just, we'll, just we'll, quickly we'll, run through him um, he is 20 25 year old Willen Cyprian for, right. For okay. Nice. Yeah. 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 Good shout. Um, he's played for Nice for four years, actually. So he, he's been he's been at Nice for for a while now, and uh, I think because he is at at Nice, not the biggest club. They're, they don't they don't get relegated. They don't contest for the title. They're just always sort of there. That I think that's that's a reason that he hasn't been uh, exposed as much to the to the media. But um, he's he's been a key part of their team. He's a box to box midfielder. He scored 21 goals for Nice um, in his career, and he's only valued at 13 million, which is very cheap, in my opinion, for a player of his yeah. ability. Uh, so yeah, Cyprian is my other my other shout. 
that yeah, that's a de- definitely a good shout. I think Cyprian's had a good good year in Nice. And where, where did they finish in the league? Was it in Europa League or was it? I, th- I think I think so. I think they finished in near the Europa League. I think I think it was um, maybe a, it was between it was between it was top five in somewhere. Um, but I'm I'm forgetting where they finished again. Um, they finished. Uh, they finished fifth. Fifth, yeah, that's yeah. fine. So, so Europa League, so that's that's yeah. that's a decent year. And I think um, is Patrick Vieira still the manager there? I think he, I think he is still the manager. Is there. he? Yeah. I think, well, I think there you he go. Is, but, learning um, from the best. So you're learning from the best. I think Cyprian couldn't have a better role model there um, at Nice. Um, so yeah, I think I think definitely definitely a worthy shout there. In terms of players though, who who well, we'll go for Nkunku. I think Nkunku mm-hmm. will definitely go for um, as our attacking option. But out the other four, who you think? Who, who do I you think? think um, I do think Kovacic has got to be in there. Um, I think he's he's way too overlooked. Um, yeah. uh, in, in terms, terms of, of the other Henderson. two, so, so I'm I'm between Henderson and Kessie. I'm yeah. not sure. I, I want I think I want to go Henderson because he's won the title. You um, reckon? That's yeah. that's why I want to go for him, and I think he's overlooked in terms of yeah. He has he has been yeah. Go of, for the, of the other players at uh, Liverpool, I think he's overlooked. So you 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 happy to, yeah, to go for, to give Henderson sure. that that berth in that team? That's fine. So our three centre mids. We've got Jordan Henderson at defensive midfield, Kovacic at the right-hand side of the centre midfielders, and Kunku's playing on the left-hand side of the three. So on to our front three. So I will let you kick it off, Luca, in terms of right wing. Do you, right who, winger. Who did yeah. you go for right wing? So this this one is, is, again, I'm not really sure if he can be classed as, as underrated, but I think in the past he definitely has been. I've gone with Angel Di Maria. Now, oh, underrated... He's moved to a PSG team and he never gets talked about, really. It's always Mbappe, Neymar, all these other big players. And, and Di Maria, he's there and he's, he's, he's putting in a, a real shift for PSG. He doesn't get the respect he deserves at all. And I think that's, that might partly be because, obviously, he was right, widely renowned as a flop when he went to United um, and then PSG picking him up. And he's got back to, to a form reminiscent of his Madrid days. Um, he's 32, so he's getting on a bit. But I do think he's got a few few seasons left in him. Uh, and I think valued at 29 million, according to transfermarket.com, I think that's a very good price for, for one of the best right wingers in the game. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, mate. I couldn't agree with you more because guess who I've gone for? For Angel Di Maria. <laughs> there you go. So we're, we're on the same wavelength here. And the reason I've gone for Di Maria is because you mentioned there his Man United days. I think he was wrote mm. off after Man United, I think everyone were like, was like, oh, he's, he's, he's lost his game. Uh, he was only good because he was around Ronaldo and players like these. Yeah. But he's just shown you, fair enough, he is around two of the best players in the world right now, Mbappe mm-hmm. and Neymar. But his stats is unreal. Uh, unreal. Uh, I'll, I'll just say it again, 12 goals and 18 assists. Uh, that, yeah. that's, that's unreal. That's unreal. That mental, um, yeah. That's really good for, for a right winger. He's also got a lower passing percentage. Um, but with them assists, 18 assists, I'm looking at his, his, uh, his other stats. 2.1 long goals, 1.5 crosses per match. He's also getting 2.8 key passes and 2.8 uh, shots per match. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's, he's both assisting and getting shots away. And fair enough, the French League, it's maybe not the best uh, league in the world. And it's mm-hmm. probably fifth best maybe yeah i think i think if you're if you consider in terms of leagues fifth best league in the world but you've still got to be a good player to get in there uh and he's kept out players like icardi uh, draxler and sarabia he's kept out three talented players there yeah. um, who could play instead of him but i think that just shows you how good 
he's been. Um, in terms of other things, uh, he takes on his fullback uh, 1.4 times in terms of dribble numbers. And what, what Dimitri could easily have done, uh, he could have easily went to PSG and just like slacked off and yeah. said, oh, I'll just let Mbappe and Neymar do all the work or I'll let these other players do all the work um, and I'll just do all my silky skills. But he just, he, he's really proven uh, since he's gone there that he does care it's not like his Man United days where I didn't work out for a whole host of reasons. I don't think it was just his playing style maybe contradicted what Man United were doing with, with Van Hal at the time. Uh, but I think it just shows you uh, Di Maria, I think he's a talented player and he does get overlooked a lot. You're saying he's 32 years old, which is an older player, uh, yeah. but he's played 2,500 minutes. So yeah. he's played a lot of minutes. He's, yeah, not yeah. Like, he's not like he's played some... like like a thousand minutes he's not played a thousand five hundred minutes he's played two thousand five hundred minutes and a total of 38 games uh, in in all competitions so yeah i think that's easy because uh, yeah. we don't we don't have to choose between two players because we're picked the same player luca and um, so that. yeah angle de maria he's going in at right wing for our underrated 11 so that's fine no problem what i'll do is i'll, I'll kick it off with the left wing then or left yeah. midfield, left mid i've gone for a left midfielder but i'm going to put him at left wing because he could okay. easily play there if he yeah, wanted yeah. to um so i've gone for philip kostic uh from eintracht frankfurt uh so philip kostic i think him and andre silva uh the man that flopped at uh, ac milan when he went there the the young well he's not too young but he's he's a younger portuguese striker but they have dragged frankfurt to mid-table of the Bundesliga and they could if, if Frankfurt didn't have them two players Kostic and Silva they could have easily have finished in the relegation position they really could have and Philip Kostic I, again he's one of the reasons 45 games played all season nine goals and 14 assists so he's the second top goal scorer and the top assist uh, player assistant uh, in their team 2.7 shots per game with 2.3 key passes 2.3 dribbles as well so he's taken on his man quite a lot per game three crosses per match um so he's getting a lot of crosses into the box mm. for his teammates for Andre Silva as I just mentioned he's also got I think it's 3.1 long balls per game as well and he doesn't shy away from his defensive duties as well two tackles per match as well so he's he's, he's covering he's coming back he's uh, getting back to cover his left back uh, if he's in trouble so I just think he's really done well the only downside of his game would be his successful passes he's only got 67 percent, so it is lower um mm -hmm. but if you're providing in terms of three crosses 2.3 key passes and 2.7 shots i think we can uh, let him off with a slightly yeah. lower per, uh, successful passing percentage if i was a premier league team uh, in mid table i would be looking at taking him because i think i think frankfurt would easily sell for around about 25 million I think they'd sell Kostic. So if I was a Southampton, a Newcastle, or a Palace, a Crystal Palace, I would be looking at Kostic because I think he would really improve your attack on that left-hand side. Uh, so yeah, I, I think out of them teams, I, I think Southampton are the most likely with someone like Ralf Assenhutl. I think he would look at, at, at players in Germany and I think he'd be uh, silly not to look at, at Frankfurt's uh, Philip Kostic. But who have you gone for at left wing? Who have you looked at? So I've gone for Quincy Promise, the mm -hmm. Ajax yeah. man, um, 28 years old. He, he back in a, couple, a few years back, he, I think he was linked with some Prem clubs, but he decided to move to Sevilla um, yeah. and then obviously playing for Ajax now. Uh, he's actually it, scored. 
was it Spartak Moscow he was at, wasn't it? it was yeah, Moscow League. before yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. So, so um, that's when he was linked, yeah. Some weird weird choices in, in moves, but mm-hmm. um, now he's, he's scored... He scored 12 and got four assists in 20 appearances for Ajax this season, which right. is very good for a left winger. Um, valued at 15 million, which, again, 12, 12 goals in 20 appearances, four assists. You can't argue with that. A quality winger, lots of pace on him, and he does like to cross, uh, and a good shot on him, which the, the 12 goals would, um, would indicate. So I think Quincy promises him with a shout of underrated. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good shout there, actually. I thought about Promise, but uh, the reason I didn't go for Promise is, well, obviously he's got 12 goals, which I think is really good. But when you look at it in terms of uh, the Dutch league, I think it's slightly uh, lesser in terms of talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that's why. I, I, but he has got players ahead of him that, that are providing goals as well. So mm-hmm. uh, he, is, he is doing his, his fair share of work. And I think it's a shame that he's 28 because he's probably slightly too old for yeah. some teams to consider. Some teams might not know, now go for him. Obviously, Tottenham went for uh, Bergvine oh, uh, yeah. from, from PSV. So they went for someone, if, if Promise was 24, 25, it might have been him that would have been went, going to someone like Tottenham Hotspur. Because that, that, that's definitely what, obviously that's why Sevilla took him from Sparta at Moscow. They, they thought they could get the best out of him. So it's a shame that he's he's had to go back to the Dutch league to prove himself again. Yeah. But I definitely think uh, he's a, he's definitely a worthy shout. But I personally, I, I would go for Kostic here. Um, yeah, personally. I, I think so. I, th- I think well. Kostic in terms of like, obviously, nine goals and 14 assists. So in terms of that, that's uh, 23 goal contributions compared to 16 for Promes. Yeah. And I think uh, Kostic is doing it in a bigger league. Um, I, think, that, I think also... Um, Last last season when when Jovic was up front as well, uh-huh. yeah. I, I think Jovic, I think Kostic played a, a quite a big role in Jovic getting that big money move because Jovic, Kostic was you know providing him and and Jovic yeah. obviously finished them off. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, definitely. They they had a really good team as well. I remember Seb yeah. Haller and um, Anti Rebic, Rebic yeah, as yeah. well, who's at Milan now. So I think I think uh, Kostic has really taken that mantle with all all of them three leaving. Um, yeah. Him, him, and I said, as I said, Andre Silva have stepped up to to take that uh, place in the Frankfurt side to to really drag them through. And hopefully, I, I quite like Eintracht, Eintracht Frankfurt. I quite like yeah. them as a team, and I think hopefully they don't lose too many players. But I think Kostic, I think if a Prem team come calling to Frankfurt, I think they they would sell them for a good price. Mm-hmm. If I think if uh, maybe twenty five is a bit. 25 millions maybe a bit too too low maybe it's nearer about 30 35 but i think i think if if kostic says he wants to leave think to a prem side i think easily i i could easily see him coming to the premier league and doing really well uh, for for a mid table team so yeah so we're going to go for philip kostic then yeah. um as our left winger so on to our final position uh, now luca so it's been a, it's yeah. been a good pod this it has yeah but yeah, onto our last position. I think this is going to be an interesting one because yeah. what I'll do is I'll let you kick it off actually here. Um, okay. If you if you want to, I've I've got I had a couple that I was interested in mm-hmm. uh, in this position, and I'll be interested to see who you've gone for because I think I've got a good one that could easily make this squad. Uh, yeah. Definitely. But I'll see what you have to say. Yeah. So I've gone for we we touched on this man in our first ever episode, Thomas Muller. So underrated, it is unbelievable. Thomas Muller, a World Cup winner, countless trophies with Bayern, uh, and he's been an integral part of the Bayern team even till this day. He's he's 30 and he's still banging in the goals, and he's he gets a lot of assists. It's 
I wouldn't say that he finds himself in the right places, but he puts himself in the right places because he's got such a good knowledge of the game and he can read it read it so well. So I've gone with we've gone with Tottenham Smuller. So I'm I'm interested to see who you who you've got to to counter this. Yeah, mate. I, I think oh, that's a that's a good shout actually. <laughs> I, I I like Thomas Muller, and don't get me wrong, I I, I like Thomas Muller since probably. Uh, the twenty well twenty fourteen World Cup, but I, me- I remember I think I really ke- kind of liked Muller. I liked his I liked his t- tenacity. I like mm. Muller. I think he I think he's he's quite of a he's quite a cheeky guy. Um, yeah. he, li- he likes winding up players. The only thing I would say about Muller and may- maybe why I wouldn't go for him is because I think he plays slightly deeper. Obviously, uh, Levin- yeah, Lewandowski yeah. plays slightly up. Um, obviously plays as the main striker for Bayern so whether he's considered a main striker is, is questionable but I definitely worthy of a shout uh, in this in this discussion um, in terms of players I thought about I thought you would go for Roberto Firmino uh, I thought yeah. that's who I thought you would go for so I, I, I refrain from going for Bobby Firmino um, and I've not looked up any of his stats but he's a good player Bobby Firmino we can mm-hmm. all agree yeah, yeah. he's done well he doesn't get the the credit that he deserves with Mane on the left and Salah on the right he doesn't get enough credit and when people were like oh we'll bring in Werner and then Firmino has to drop back or Firmino has to get dropped completely and I was like why would you drop Bobby Firmino there's there's no need to Uh, he's a top player I I, I do think he could be moved back to Cam because that's where he played for Hoffenheim when he was younger so Mm -hmm. he could easily play there but again as I said I refrained going for Firmino so I looked in the Serie A I thought about going for Chido Immobile thought about Chido Immobile because he really has had a um, comeback in his career. Uh, yeah. I remember when he was at Torino when he was slightly younger and then he went to Borussia Dortmund in that big money move mm-hmm. yeah. and he, 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 he kind of failed to hit the ground at Dortmund and, and I think they moved him on to Sevilla and again he failed there but he's gone, he's gone to Lazio and he's banged in 30 yeah. odd goals in the last three seasons and I, w- I was tempted to go for him but I didn't go for him either uh, because again, he's he's done it for the last three seasons, so he has talked about a bit more now uh, in his in his third season, and he's banged in thirty eight goals in all competitions. So that's just unreal yeah, uh, for yeah. a striker. It really just shows you uh, how well he's done. But I went for Atalanta. I, I was mentioning Atalanta's Han, Hans Hattibor earlier, and I said he had good players in front of him. Um, so I've gone for Josip Ilicic, um, yeah, so for, yeah. for the 32-year-old Josip Ilicic. And he has been fantastic this season. He's played 34 matches in all competitions, just over uh, 2,100 minutes. Uh, he's got 21 goals and five assists. So he's really helping his team reach the top four. They're, they're third at the moment, but they're, they're two points ahead of Inter Milan, who are fourth. Uh, but Inter Milan have got a game in hand. But they're only one point off Lazio, who are second. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and they've they're the same amount. They've played the same amount of games. So, I could easily see them get get to uh, second if they really push at the end of the season in the Serie A. I think Gasparini, the manager there, I think he's got the best out of uh, older players, and produce and they're they're still producing the goods even at an older age, uh, as seen by uh, Ilicic and his teammate uh, uh, Papu Gomez, Alejandro Gomez, yeah. um, who is also thirty-two. So, in terms of uh, well, also Papu Gomez has got 18 assists as well. So yeah, he's unreal, really, unreal player. Really, he's really helped Elisic really, really uh, get that goal tally. Really, uh, so. But again, going back to Elisic, he, he's done so much himself. 2.9 shots per game, 2.4 
uh, dribbles per match, uh, two key passes as well. So he's, he's, he's also be, uh, been there for to assist players like uh, Gomez, I think Gossens as well, obviously, in that team as well. He's done really well. And I mentioned Hatabor earlier as well. He's a good player. So I think at Atalanta, I've got a team. Both, they're, they're coming to the end of their careers, but I would definitely not change these players after this season. I think they've done, they've, they've very much deserved another uh, chance uh, in, in obviously in the Champions League and in Serie A to hopefully push uh, teams like Juventus, Inter Milan and, and the other teams in there, uh, Lazio as well. Uh, so I think they've, they've de- these players like Ilicic and Gomez, they deserve another season to, to try and push on further. In terms of uh, Ilicic's passing, 82% successful passing percentage. And I think it's going to be hard to replace them because how are you going to replace 21 goals? I think that's going to be really hard to replace unless you spend a lot of money. So I definitely think he can hopefully do this next season. So yeah, I would definitely stick with the Slovenian um, heading up your attack. So yeah, yeah I've gone for Ilicic as my option, but I think it's going to be hard. Muller or Ilicic? Um, I think, I think based I, purely because Muller is more deep, I yeah. do think, I think Ilicic takes it. I know. I, I kind of want to. I've, I, I was counting how many picks I had over your picks. I had six picks already, so that'd be seven. So seven, four. So it is a bit uneven. So I, I would, I would like, like. If we were playing Muller, if we were playing a cam, I would yeah. put Muller in there instead of like someone like. You could drop in Kunku and put in Muller, but I think Kunku hmm. deserves to be in the team, though. Yeah. yeah. I think he, he's younger and he's, he's, he's really broken the scene this season and hasn't got enough credit. And we've already picked him, so we'll stick with Nkunku. But you think Ilicic then? I do, yeah. yeah, To to head up that attack? I think so. I I think he's undervalued a lot. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned Chirio Mobley. Chirio Mobley and then Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously. He's been getting all the the headlines. Yeah. Well, obviously, rightly so. Ronaldo's talented and he's he's one of the best players ever. But Mm -hmm. Ilicic has just proven that um, you don't need to be a top name to score goals. Uh, And I think Ilicic definitely deserves to be in this team. So, yeah, we're going to go for Josip Ilicic then, uh, heading up our attack. So, yeah, that's definitely worth worth having, I think. So, we'll go through our team here, Luca. So, we've got uh, Kaylor Navas in goals, Ashraf Hakimi at right-back, Mats Hummels and Kaglar Suyonku at centre-back, Yuri Bercici at left-back, Jordan Henderson uh, at centre-defensive midfield, uh, Mateo Kovacic on the right hand of the midfield, uh, right centre midfield, as well as Christopher Nkunku as well. And then a front three, the great Argentine uh, right winger in Angel de Maria, uh, Kostic, Philip Kostic, uh, who's had a solid season in the Bundesliga on the left wing, and Josip Ilicic up front. I think that's, a team. Team. That's, a, that's, a team, that's a team that could easily challenge to, to win a league title. Maybe not the, the, the Premier League, um, but could easily challenge to get into top four. Oh, yeah, definitely. Any league, of any yeah. league, that team, uh, based on this season, could could break into uh, into the top four of any league. So, yeah, that's that's definitely a good shout. Yeah, and that's our team done. That's our main section of the pod done. Um, yeah. We'll move on to a little bit. I was just going to ask you uh, on some of the headlines today. We, we, we just heard about Man City, Luca, overcoming that uh, accusation. Uh, yeah. that obviously, there was the big court case of the court arbitration for sport with the situation of financial fair play and, yeah. and matters like that. So what do you think of City and do you think that was the right decision to be made and what, what, what's your take on it? I think, I think that it, it does clearly show that money can, money can get you a lot of things. Um, obviously, the sheer amount of lawyers that they, they got to overturn this. I think, I think if, they, if they broke the rules, then 
it, they, they just should they should see some should. sort of consequence. I mean, yeah. they've been fined money, but that's nine, mil, money. nine million euros. That's, that's pocket, pocket that, money that, to that's, the city. That's pocket money to Manchester City. So I think they've been yeah. quite fortunate with that. I wouldn't have minded. Fair enough. I think a two-year ban might have been much, but maybe a one-year yeah. ban might have been yeah. fair. I thought uh, that's what I was going to think was going to happen. But again, if they've got around the rules, it was quite strange because obviously Der Spiegel um, was the ones that reported that, had, that Man City had broken the rules with the emails and the, the leaked emails that came out. But they couldn't use that as evidence almost uh, because it yeah. was public knowledge. Um, so I don't know why that was, yeah. uh, whether that was considered or not, but I think that mm. was said that it couldn't be classed as evidence um, mm. because it had already been known. So yeah, I think Man City have kind of got away with this. And we'll probably see them uh, buy a ton of more players, probably buy uh, 50 players or something. Yeah. That's what Man City do uh, for big money, because that's what they do. And I definitely think they'll be challenging next season as well, um, along with uh, Liverpool and obviously this new Chelsea team that's been built by Lampard. I think it's going to be them free for the title. Yeah. Unless yeah. Man, Man United. Man United are a good team as well. So. Um, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're 2-1 up at the moment. 2-1 uh, up, yeah. Yes. I think, well, I think that's, that, that also shows you, obviously, Solskjaer, He's really getting his team together. Yeah, I mean, um, people during like this start of his season, they were like, "Oh, Schalke, he's not doing a good job." Yeah, with this their third, so yeah, not- yeah, definitely. It just shows you. I think with Solskjaer, I was always skeptical when he came in. I thought he coming, he's coming in from Molde. He had a poor season at Cardiff, mm-hmm. um, obviously as manager, and I thought it's a risk for Man United, but the risks paid off. Whether that's Woodward's achievement and whether Woodward can class that as an achievement and it'll be interesting to see how they can both improve the squad and also see see them rebuild because I think Man United it's weird with Man United because we're always like going oh they're going to need a whole transformation like we, what we've done obviously with the the podcast the last time we, with episode five we yeah. done with, with Philippe we were talking about Arsenal and they do need a rebuild they need a huge rebuild but we're looking at Man United now, and we're, we're before, like maybe a year ago, where we were saying, oh, they need to rebuild. They need nine players, ten players, uh, maybe more. We'll, we'll never know. But they've brought in, he brought in three players in the summer with Dan James, Harry Maguire, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka. And they've been, they've filled in right straight away. Um, yeah. So they've done, they've done the job straight away. And I do think Man United, obviously, they brought in Bruno Fernandes as well, mm-hmm. who's had a cracking season. He's got, uh, obviously, player of the month he got is it four goals and or four goals and five assists i think he got yeah his second one as well yeah. he's already got one earlier yeah so i think that just shows you he's he's really proven that he's a good player uh, bruno fernandez and definitely worth the money and yeah. get him out yeah. the portuguese league so yeah i think with a couple more additions in the summer i think man united can also challenge which makes it even more difficult for teams like arsenal and tottenham to, to yeah. push on because if if player if teams like man united are spending money now and you've already got or, well, teams like Man United and Chelsea are spending money to improve, and you've already got Man City and Liverpool storming away uh, yeah. with, the, with the front two, with the top two teams. Teams like them are going to struggle mm-hmm. yeah. to get back to, to to get back to Champions League. Uh, so even if they go and spend money, they'll still struggle. They'll still be in challenge with them. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the league next season. But yeah. yeah. What about other leagues? Have you been watching many other leagues lately, or is it just the Premier? Uh, yeah, not really. Just the I've noticed the um, the the MLS started again. Started oh, up it? again. The season started. Yeah, yeah. Nani um, scored a last minute winner actually against David Beckham's new team into right. Miami FC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, MLS. Hopefully, when when the um, yeah. the 
Prem finishes, the, the MLS is entertaining for us, so we've got some football to watch. Yeah, as well, that's that's another thing. Um, I'll be interested to see when the season starts. I think um, the EFL as well are, are, are yeah. going to be announcing when the, the season starts after after um, the championship concludes in that. But I think it'll probably be starting in September, uh, September probably, uh, late August, September, like they would usually yeah. do, without fans, obviously, uh, yeah. to start with. I'll be interested to see when fans come back as well. I think that's going to be a an interesting thing as yeah, well yeah. Um, and I, I look forward to going to a Sunderland game again I'm, not, I'm missing I missed going to the Sunderland game right now I, I have missed the season and I look forward to seeing them back and I'm sure you're the same with, with Birmingham as well um, yeah, definitely. But, yeah. but you can't wait to get back to it so yeah I think every football fan wants to go to a live match and get a couple yeah. of pints down them and I, <laughs> anyway guys we'll wrap up for, for today's episode and yeah hopefully um, you can Give us a like on, on podbean.com and also follow our Instagram, the Emphatic Fanatics podcast. On Spotify as well. Yeah, on Spotify as well. So uh, on your mainstream app of Spotify. Hopefully get to a few more um, podcast apps in the future. We'll have to have a look at that and hopefully bring in you uh, as good content as possibly, as possibly as we can really during this time and hopefully meet the football needs that you need um, on a daily basis. Um, so anyway, I'll I'll wrap up here, Luca. So that's us finished. So yep. anyway, guys, it was great, great, week. great doing it with you, Luca. Um, and you, mate. You, and you. Catch you later, guys. In a bit.